0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Emergent Bilingual Advocacy Podcast with Sophie and Aaron. Today we have two guests joining us straight from our university that we attend. They are Emergent Bilinguals themselves, and they are here today to talk with us about their journeys with language programs that they were a part of growing up. Now I'm going to turn it over to our guests to introduce themselves.
1: Hey, my name is in Kalinango, but you can call me PG. Um, I'm from Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, Um, but I've been here in the U.S. for four and a half years now.
2: My name is Odey Emena. I was born in Congo, but I was raised in South Africa. And I've been in the U.S. for eight years now.
3: Dope, dope. Well, welcome. Um, <laughs> so we've invited you here to talk to you today about emergent bilinguals and how being one in school has affected you growing up. Um, so can I ask what your native language is, if you spoke English or a different language first? Um,
1: I would say Swahili, but like in, the actual fact is I kind of learned both growing up like at the same time, but I think the first one was Swahili. Awesome. Yeah.
2: So as for me, I grew up speaking two languages, it was Swahili and Kibembe. So there was no English, They just spoke those two languages in my household and that was it. Nice.
3: So when did you learn English? Did you learn it in school or like when you came to America?
2: I was partly in school, but like most of it was just television series such as Dragon Ball Z, Tom and Jerry, and playing with other friends, soccer, so you got to okay. speak to them. So yeah, no.
3: exactly, wow. that's nice. Yeah. When you first um,
0: went to school, what language did they speak there in your school, in like kindergarten when you first started?
2: So growing up, I didn't really go to kindergarten. I went to first and second grade, but this was in South Africa, so they spoke Setswana, So I had to learn a different language, not my home mm-hmm. language. It was Setswana, so I was like, it was that and English. So they taught those two languages, like equally. All right,
3: that's cool. So how many languages do you know? Four. Hmm. All right. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Uh, so PG, how many languages do you know, and how did you learn
1: them? Um, you know, I like to say three, just to sound like, fancy. But actually, I know two gotcha. fluently. Um, I know Swahili, which I grew up learning. Um, I know English, which I learned from like first year of school. Like I went, I started going to preschool um, three or four years old. So that's when I started learning English and. I like to say I know French, but <laughs> 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 I I like uh, studied it for four years in high school, but I haven't like touched or spoken or practiced it in the last four years, so I, gotcha. g- I guess it's kind of gone now. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, talked sorry.
0: about that a lot in class. How if feel like you don't practice it, you won't remember it at exactly. all. Exactly. Okay. Oh,
2: yes, yeah, for sure. Language yeah. language goes away over time. Mm, yeah. I've forgotten some languages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Without the practice.
3: So, now that we know that you speak many languages, both of <laughs> you um which which language, if any, do you feel more comfortable using, or like which language feels more natural to speak in general
2: well I, th- I think that depends on where you are, so at home, per se, I speak English with my younger siblings, I speak Kibembe with my dad, I speak Swahili with my mom hmm. so I can speak my mom and dad both understand all the languages i speak but it's just grew up speaking one language and we just stick to that Mm
0: -hmm. does it ever get confusing switching between the languages at all or not
2: really no but it's just i will never speak english to my parents it's just (laughs) it's just odd so and usually it's like serious conversations i'll speak with my brothers with if the conversation is either serious or funny then we switch to our language but okay. most often I speak to them in English since I'm surrounded like I'm around them amongst other people who speak mm-hmm. English so it's just like polite to speak English in front of Definitely. Definitely.
1: yeah I would agree with Oday uh, like with my parents and more I can, I can speak both English and Swahili but it's more Swahili and like I don't know especially my dad like I, I don't like uh I, I, for me, I don't know, I, I don't think he cares, but, like, for me, he feels more comfortable to speak Swahili mm-hmm. with him than English, um, uh, but uh, my, like, personally, like, I just, I feel more comfortable speaking English and, uh, like, a little bit of Swahili. like, let's say Actually. I want to switch back and forth, like, code switch, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I, that's where I feel the most comfortable it, like, when I talk to PJ or people back home, like, when... I can just talk English all the time, and then I can say something in Swahili and then, like, pull that in, yeah. like that. I feel like that's the most, like, It Kind of mixing, actually, the, two. mixing yeah, the two.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
3: But uh,
1: out of Swahili and English, I think English feel more comfortable since I've been around or talked to it the most mm-hmm. in my life, if that makes sense. Yeah, Or yeah. maybe in the last four or five years. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I interviewed PG earlier for another interview that we did, and we were talking yeah. about how when he talks with his brother, yeah. they, like, code switch back and forth between Swahili yeah. and English just because it comes naturally. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting to see, like, even, like, Ode with the force, yeah. whatever <laughs> languages, <is>, they just <laughs> all integrate somehow, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. So did you or do you currently have any hardships with English, even though you're surrounded with, by it all the time? Now, a days? <laughs>
1: yeah, um... I wouldn't say, I would say no, but initially I think when I came, I think in my high school days, middle school days, I don't know, like growing up in high school, middle school, even like elementary, grammar didn't really hit me, like it didn't make sense until like late and like there's certain things that just like, I don't get it, why is it like that? Or like that and then high school and college just clicked and there are certain times where um, essays would take longer for me to write than others, but I'd say now it's like, I guess having practice helps, but now like it's not as bad anymore. Like it's, it's, it's uh, not that it's easy I think right now, but it used to be though. Mm-hmm. Not so long ago, it used to be.
0: Do the professors here give you any support in like your writing yeah. classes or anything? Do they um, do anything to accommodate it? Or they did do, they?
1: They do, but I, I never asked for it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'll figure it out. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. But I think being here helps a lot, too, because, like, constantly having English around you. Because, like, back home, I love English at school. Go back like to the, the community so Swahili. Like, you talk Swahili in English, really in English. So, like, going back and forth, always, like, you're, like, trying to figure out But being here. Kind of, like, you're constantly hearing mm-hmm. English, English, English. Right. So it's, like, it strengthens your um, grammar and vocabulary mm-hmm. and everything. So it's good. Right.
2: Yeah. I would also say it's been easier now but it's not always been easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because like languages are very like different. Yeah. You don't always have the same like sayings like so when learning I'll tend to like say it the way I would say it in my language and then interpret it to English. Yeah. So sometimes I get mixed up like where somebody's trying to say I'm hungry and say I have hunger and it's like because it's not yeah. the same direct translation. Mm-hmm. And then just it's just it's just different it's not the same over time it's gotten better but
3: no I totally get that even like even in just regular solely English speaking classrooms that I've been in it's like teaching grammar is hard enough that way so I can only imagine coming from different language backgrounds how initially that must have been like a struggle and maybe even is now sometimes but I definitely think like we said like with practice and other supports that it gets a little bit easier. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So in an academic setting, um, like in a classroom, were you given any resources to help you learn English?
0: Were you in any programs or anything like that?
1: Yes. Yeah. I remember in elementary, um, there used to be like a normal class. Then they had another special class. with language and stuff like that or maybe certain subjects so like i remember being part of that for like a little bit but like i don't know like as a kid it kind of was like i didn't want to be part of that because like i want to be like everyone else like kind of felt like you're the dumb kid you know (laughs) but but like back but or now i get it like back then i was like oh no this is i'm smart i promise you know. But like, um, yeah, but like it helped a lot, honestly. Like mm-hmm. helped strengthen a lot of my glam- grammar, like going on, like I definitely feel like I needed that class, mm-hmm. back, you know. Do you know what type That'd of program
0: it was? Like, you know, there's dual language programs. I, th- I think it was like. Push and pull e- out, pull out, push in something. Yeah,
3: push and pull was out.
1: Was like, I think ESL? Yeah, ESL. Yeah, ESL. yeah um,
3: like Would you like that. say that maybe, instead of being pulled out into a different class if somebody else came in and helped you within the regular classroom yeah. do you think that would have affected you different like differently mentally
1: definitely yeah um, yeah i think so cuz like i feel like when people when you're, in your, when you're in the class you know and everyone sees mm-hmm. you leave and they all know you're going to that special class <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh that Dumb kid, you know, but not, not like that, but like, you know, in your head, it's you think like that. a
3: connotation around it. it exactly. For
1: yeah. So, but, but when the teacher actually comes to you during class, like, hey, this is how you do this, or this, or after class, maybe whenever it's gone, you just go to the teacher. I feel like that's
0: more of a one on one program. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's mm-hmm. kind of better. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely. Right. Yeah. I was in an ELL class, but this was in middle school, like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for me, you know, they wouldn't really like see me leave the class, yeah. but it was just like at a different, it was a different class of its own, so I would just go there and I'll be, be surrounded amongst other students who were struggling mm-hmm. in the English subject. So I was like, to me it was just like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> like, like I'm yeah. kind of hurt by it, but it's like, I, mean, I guess it's for the better, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's true. So they started you in the program in middle school, you said?
2: This was sixth grade. In sixth grade. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So at the time, yeah. I thought I, you know, personally, I thought I spoke just fine. I wrote yeah, just fine. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't in a program by safe. sixth
0: grade, you'd think, like, yeah, okay, yeah. but... Yeah. So I was <laughs>
2: like, you know, like, I, we don't really need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it would happen. I mean, I was not in it for too long. Yeah. Cause I already kind of, like, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Did yeah. you have
3: to take, like, a proficiency test or anything to be put in that class, or did they already just
2: yeah, so put you in it? They, put, they just, they assumed, so they put mm-hmm. me right in, because I was basically, like, fresh from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> but um, afterwards, af- once I was in it, they, they gave me the test in a little bit, mm-hmm. like, the next masters instead, of, at three in middle school, and so I passed the test and I got out of the class. It's
1: a funny story. Yeah. It's a funny story. Yeah. I something I remember that like, reminded me of. Um, so in fifth grade, I think they, uh, they the teacher like instructed the class. You know, like you gotta do this essay about this thing, and like I didn't really know how to write an essay. So I went to Wikipedia, copied the whole thing, <laughs> and sent it in, like, no citations or anything. And then <laughs> I remember handing it in, and then she just looked at me. She looked at it, the, and then she just, like, like, gave a big sigh, rolled her eyes. And then I was like, what? <laughs> and then she just, like, whatever. Like, and then I never got that paper back. And then I think next semester, next year, they started teaching how to write essays. Really? And wow. then I was like, Oh cool, we're learning how to write essays. But then it didn't hit I, I felt like that class mm-hmm. was because of like my paper or like a lot of people's papers together. So yeah. like years later it hit me like, Oh, maybe that was our fault. I was the <laughs> but,
0: reason. Yeah, exactly.
3: We're teaching this
1: lesson now. Exactly. That's funny, That's funny yeah. Funny stories. Yeah. Um, so do you think like the
3: curriculum that was given to you to learn English was beneficial or if it wasn't, what other methods or resources do you think would have been better for you?
2: That's a good question. I think it had its benefits, but I mean it all depends it all depends up to the person and like what how far they are within Mm -hmm. I don't know the language of English. Yeah, I do. So but pers- personally, for me, I think they could have gone about it different, like differently. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: Just, I don't know. Sorry. I just, I just think I had maybe it's cause I had pride at the <laughs> moment. I was like, oh, I didn't want to feel like that. Yeah. I didn't. There was something wrong with me. Yeah. But. I don't know. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. Uh I think, they growing up, they did give me like everything they could. I just think the thing the problem was like looking back I think the problem was me because I feel like there's certain times like there's certain things that will show me a hundred times it's not this it's this because of this and this of this it's like no I don't get it like, no it's like this this why why is like I, and it didn't hit right and then like just one day just clicked I'm like oh like that's why it's like that like mm-hmm. I don't know why like, th- I've had a lot of those moments like where I would see my face but I wouldn't see the difference Mm -hmm. like in certain words like I don't know um, um, I can't think of any right now but like (laughs) there's certain things aspects where it's just like it didn't click until later so I think for some people it's just more of a personal journey Mm -hmm. than the resources they get you know Mm -hmm. but um, at the same time the resources do matter um, having them and everything because I mean I wouldn't have had that realization if I didn't like, they didn't show me before, you know, so, uh, Right, mm-hmm.
3: And you went to an English-speaking school, yes. right? From, yeah. Or back so, in Africa?
1: Yeah. Okay. It was a British curriculum school, but it was, like, international, so, like, mm-hmm. people from everywhere, but, like, still, like, were all doing an English curriculum mm-hmm. So
3: did you learn, like, British English over there, and then yeah. you had to change it to American English when you came over here? Yeah. Exactly. Was that exactly. difficult for you?
1: Exactly. Um, Honestly, I didn't, like, I knew there were those differences, but I never knew, like, this is British, this mm-hmm. is English. I just you like, for example, because, like, in the school, there were Americans as well, and mm-hmm. they were doing American English in their writings, so the, the teachers are very lenient. So, like, I remember my, I know that in my essays, I'd have a lot of words um, in, in British words, British, like, English in, in British kind of form and English kind of form, and, sorry, American kind of form mm-hmm. mixed in the essay together oh, okay. and, like, I don't think they really cared just as long as you got the word right. so like mm-hmm. um I think it's still like that today <laughs> like I mix a lot of English British and English American words together and like mm.
3: like the spellings of it yeah the spellings things.
1: of it so I don't I don't really I haven't really focused on like mm-hmm. diffri- appreciate well differentiating the two you know so um so I guess it is a problem but not like not a
3: severe problem yeah. exactly. It's
2: exactly fine. Yeah, you it's can only fine. tell when writing it's exactly. okay yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah uh, no for me it's just i learned british english like growing up like the south africa so mm-hmm. that's what they taught yeah but for me it's, it's not more so in, in the writing than it was in the speaking since like i would pronounce every single word as it was so uh, like what water like yeah. water water like yeah. words like those but once I got once I got here I had to get adjusted to it. Like somebody mm-hmm. would say, Oh, how are y'all doing? I'm like I'm like <laughs> <"Huh?"> <laughs> <I> asked, <laughs> it's Y'all is, I'm like what is this? <laughs> and I hope oh, how are you all doing? So just like the change? Mm-hmm. Like it's it takes some time. That's very yeah. yeah.
0: My grandma actually British and she says water, like she pronounces the T like water, that's how she yeah. says it. And like ranch, she just like, says all these, she says all the letters in every single word, I guess. Yeah. So I understand what you were saying from that.
2: Liter- literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
3: So do you think there are certain ways that being a bilingual student affects you? And this could be like in classes or like just in life in general, but do you think that having that language background affects you in, in certain ways
2: um, I think it it has its perks. Yeah. I mean it has its like you know downsides, but I think mostly it has its perks It's just like you kind of I mean you're going into another language and it's like you have previous. Yes. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> we all know what you're trying to say. We yeah. just can't yes. think of there <laughs>
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> What's the word? Like
2: background knowledge? Or? I guess background knowledge. Yeah. In like in one thing, so like learning a new language, it's just it's like yeah. uh, starting if from I can, scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like I I already know one thing, so mm-hmm. trans- translating to this new thing should be easy because I know one thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, it comes more naturally because yeah. you had that background.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Definitely. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Um, being a bilingual, I'd say it used to kind of affect me more in that like, I say in my English classes or mm-hmm. history classes. Like. It would take me, like, as I said earlier, like, longer to start essays and just, like, how to put this together to make sense. Because, like, sometimes things make sense in your mind you, like, put it down on paper. It's like, no, actually, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of, like, like, that part. But I I agree with today Like, it does have its perks. Um, for example, like, my brother
2: and I can talk so and no one else will know what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm not, not sure if I should mention this, but yeah. yeah. I
3: hear, I hear you talking to your brother and your cousins oh, in yeah. different I languages.
2: Yeah. If I want like, to make fun of somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Use it for derive. good. Use it for good. It good right? Hey, uh, it's <laughs> for all good. Because you're being honest. Yes. Yeah. That is true. That is true.
3: Yeah. Oh, it also
1: helps you one more thing. It does help you like I don't know, understand others more better. For mm-hmm. example, um, coming here, um, I met a lot of like Latinos. Like they also like you know st- trying to learn English, trying to struggle. So it's like mm-hmm. kind of like I, I don't like I can feel you, man. Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah so right. it's, it's kind of like you guys
2: can you. connect a way that yeah, other you're, people you're can. You're able to relate. Exactly. Yeah. You're able to relate to others. Exactly. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's
3: good. I um, think we have. One last set question and then we can kind of elaborate on anything you want to, but does anything come easier to you knowing or using English? And this can be like in America versus back in Africa or wherever, but do you think that now knowing and using English is like beneficial to you in any way?
1: as I said.
3: Um, no, that's a confident answer. Yeah. Like you can say that. that you're allowed to say whatever you feel. So uh,
1: thank you, thank you. So I'm just thinking of uh, like how I should say this. Like it depends, like on certain things, like subjects. Like um, I think I remember talking to her and I was saying that, like for example, in the subject of foods, like since I grew up uh, like eating foods from back home, there's certain like food types I can only think of and know in Sahili. Then when you tell me to say it in English, I'm like, I, I can't, yeah. I don't know the word, I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, but then, they, don't, they don't often translate over.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're to have to, like, describe it around. you like, yeah. oh, and then you're like, oh, this word. Like, it doesn't come naturally. Mm-hmm. It's like that. And then, mm-hmm. But there's certain words, though, in English that I know more than he mm-hmm. If you told me to translate it, I'm like, you can do oh, that. Yeah, yeah you can't <laughs> do that. <laughs> What's <is> that? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it happens more than you think, like, mm-hmm. a lot. So, um, I think... It depends, as I said, Mm -hmm. it depends. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it depends. Oh, also, also, um, it depends also on the crowd you're in, like, Mm friend-wise. So like, I I don't usually like talking English as much when I'm like around relatives and family. Mm -hmm. But like when I'm around friends, I'm like, yo, English, like, I'm, I'm comfortable. But like, I don't know. Like sometimes, like certain family members, like since they don't know English back home, when you speaks English, it kind of seems like you're flexing on them. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, like, oh, look tone look it him. down. Oh, he thinks it's all American. <laughs> <or something>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have this one. Exactly.
0: Would you say yeah. overall that you're more confident in one language than the other, or it really just depends on who
1: you're with?
2: Oh, yeah. it totally depends on who yeah. you oh, So you're sure. not confident yeah. in one yeah. more
0: uh-huh. than the other at all?
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would I'm, say
1: also Swahili. I'm kind of like, being here, my Swahili is kind
0: of... Yeah. you a got practice yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah.
2: Like, I know my yeah. native languages. But, like, when I go home, yeah. I speak, say, like, my relatives visit, you know, my uncles or mm-hmm. whoever. Yeah. yeah. And I have to speak to them. I seem like, I seem like almost like illiterate. Like I, I got like I, he doesn't know what he's talking about, yeah, and real? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like really? Like then again, then <laughs> again, I, exactly. then it's like the whole process starts all over again. Offers, like having, yeah. instead of America, I'm back home trying to learn like mm. my home language, or, like Actually? trying to f- yeah. fit in. So I'm like, but I'm speaking perfectly well, and it's, yeah. and they're like, mm, <laughs> no, yeah. <maybe> <laughs> it's so okay. it's just like, uh, fun fun like whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Do you I think that, that maybe having a program in school that relied on your native languages, do you think that would have encouraged you more to keep using them and like developing all of the languages? Oh, or do you yeah. think that would just be even more confusing?
2: No, I think I think it would be helpful, but then again you need people like more people who speak the same language as mm-hmm. you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. So like say when I first that's came it. here at Judson, it was just me. Like, initially, the only other person I knew that spoke the same language as me was just my brother. And then eventually I met PG and PJ, and I was like, oh. Well, I'm like, well, that's crazy. Because like, like, mm-hmm. yeah. they were the only other ones I knew here that spoke yeah. the same language as me. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. So for that to work, you would need, like, a good amount of people who oh, sure. already speak that language, if definitely. that makes sense, yeah. definitely. to keep it, you know going. Yeah. So. I agree. Like, yeah,
1: I agree. Like, that reminds me of, like, my French high school class. Like, I, we learned a lot of French, like, really strong, but, like, it didn't, like, sit in strongly, because, like, right after French class, everyone would go back to, yeah. like, start mm-hmm. talking in English again. Then you come back to French class, and you're like, oh, yeah, what's that word? Then you go back and say English, so it's like, mm-hmm. you never had that constant French environment around you, people talking French constantly. So it's like, right. that, you lack like that practice, you know? So you need people around, it, like an environment where that mm-hmm. language you talk to more, mm-hmm. I think.
0: Gotcha. Just a random question I thought of, but like,
1: yeah.
0: depending on who you're with, when yeah. you think in your head, is it in different
3: languages? Yes. Like here oh, do you
2: question, <laughs> think in English? Oh, that and... question always. Yeah. i <laughs> I was, I was avoiding that question because <laughs> I don't
3: even think I could answer it if I knew multiple languages. <laughs> but I'm just glad I think you asked
2: I yeah. i it just think it it's in a language i don't think it's in a language it's, yeah. just, <laughs> it's just there it's, it's all just there. around. Yeah. i just think and then i'm like if i want to if i'm reading per se mm-hmm. you no know, you gotta read the language that's mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. The paper yeah. but just thinking like oh i want to do something this and that i want to say it's in english or swahili or any of the other languages it's mm-hmm. just it's okay. just there, like I just think. Do you think, think it <laughs> might
3: be a, like a mix of all the languages you know? It could. Sometimes
2: like, it is, I think. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. So Would say if I, if I want to do something like, you know, say it's like yeah. the example he brought up earlier, say mm-hmm. I want to eat food, and I'm like, I want my mom to cook food for me, like mm-hmm. like a certain, I don't know, dish mm-hmm. yeah. that I can only describe in my language, so of course I'm going to think in my language. So it's mm-hmm. yeah. like, the word, I, don't know the word in English yeah. so mm-hmm. and then if it's in English per se I'm like well I have to think of it in English yeah because mm-hmm. it's not in my native yeah. language yeah so.
1: definitely
2: definitely but yeah I don't think there's one, mm-hmm. one one language that I think <laughs> in, <laughs> got you yeah. got
3: you well since yeah. we are recording this for the Emergent Bilingual Advocacy Project and we've been talking about all of these different programs. Um, Sophie and I are education majors, so future teachers. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we're working towards it. Um, do That's you think cool. there's anything in our future classrooms in case we have emerging bilinguals? Do you think there are any like resources or things that we could do to help, the other, like our future students? Definitely.
1: Um, I think the one-on-one helps a lot. Like, the one-on-one. The one-on-one someone who's struggling. because um, someone sometimes like when you're teaching in the collective, you have certain people who just get it mm-hmm. like that, you have someone who is not getting it as much. Or some people who are like, ah, in the middle, mm-hmm. but then there are people who are not getting it but then they're not saying anything. Um, maybe like maybe not in like a group setting, maybe like, privately, like hey is there anything mm-hmm. I can help you like or maybe find creative ways to it Help them out, first. like one on one, you know, so yeah. they can improve, and just that like, personal connection helps a lot, I think. Yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah. definitely.
2: I think establishing like, just like trust and like, with the student, cause mm-hmm. it's like, if the student trusts you, that yeah. you know, they'll be more willing to ask a question if they don't know something. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. if that makes sense? Yes, that's true. Because if they don't, then they won't raise their question they won't raise their hand in the first place. They'll be like, Oh, maybe my question is you know you know, we get we hear this all this saying all the time, there's no such thing as a stupid question. But mm.
3: like yeah. But you kind of feel you it You kinda of
2: feel like oh it's you know, if nobody else is asking it then it's probably is a stupid question. Yeah. So mm. and then when you do sometimes when the students do ask the question and then the teacher doesn't really like the te- like the teacher might, you know React to it in a certain way, like it just makes the student feel even like right. Yeah. Even so, you have to be worse. like understanding as yes. an educator, definitely. yes. So, you think
0: connections in the classroom are pretty important? Connections too? in the classroom are, yeah,
2: very, very important.
1: Yeah, yeah. oh, one, one thing too, um, connections, encouragement, I think, also, mm-hmm. and like encouragement is a big one, like can something to motivate the student, like, why I want to learn this, you know, because like, mm-hmm. I remember. Um, as a kid, also connecting to this, so I can add to this, it will add to the story. Go for it. Um, <laughs> I feel like um, sometimes, like as a kid, you don't really. I feel like the, kind of, some kind of like discipline ish, but like not like harsh, harsh, but like mm-hmm. something that kind of makes you. Like the, the kid may not know why at that time, but like it's for their good. For example, um, as a kid, our mom, um, he she knew like there's certain math class we were struggling with or something. I think it was or something but then so she bought this whole like multiplication board from one to like 10 like Mm -hmm. all like a whole board and she's like i want you guys to like memorize this and like start studying this and then she like had some certain incentive with it Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. and then she's like if you don't do this this like she's kind of saying like if you don't do this you this like like Mm -hmm. more encouraging than like
3: yeah, so re- like, like positive reinforcement. Exactly,
1: exactly. Positive reinforcement. That's the word. That's a <laughs>
3: word. <laughs> we talk yeah. a lot about yeah. that word a lot in our classes. That. So, yeah. 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 And
1: I actually, I did memorize the whole thing, um, mm-hmm. and it helped a lot in my other future math classes. I was like, oh, this is this. One times this is this. Ten times this is this. Oh. Yeah. And like, if I didn't um, learn that, I, actually, when I learned further, like other people were like, trying to learn it, and I was like, ah, I got it already. You know, like, I was mm-hmm. ahead of the game. At that time so it kinda like gave me an advantage. But like if she didn't do that, I wouldn't have like, done it. So kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, right. pushed me and it was an advantage for me, but I didn't know at that time. Mm-hmm. So being mm-hmm. push- Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah.
3: Um I think from all of the strategies and advice that you've given us as educators, we yeah. can kind of look back and see how the programs that you've talked about being in, mm-hmm. how they're kind of evolving and developing, yeah. um, just to be more student oriented than classroom oriented, I don't know if that makes sense, Definitely. but more so now the ones that Sophia and I have been learning about being more beneficial to the students yeah. rather than what we thought was beneficial for the students, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's awesome. why we need input from actual emerging <laughs> bilinguals to help us Definitely. in our classrooms mm-hmm. for sure
1: that's
2: awesome
3: yep. do you guys yeah. have anything you might want to add towards the end here yeah um I
2: think just yeah. f- being able to learn or find out the inter, like what interests the students mm-hmm. cause like that that's like a cl- like a like mm-hmm. a spark like yeah. mm-hmm. say oh, sure. yeah. it gets them, it gets them to want to learn about it yeah, yeah. yeah. so there's many examples, but I'll give a few. I'm very, like, sport-oriented. And so everything, that, all of my examples relate to sports and mm-hmm. yeah. other such things. But if, if, say, a student is, like, they're into music, per se, and, yeah. you know, they don't really know, like, like English that much. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, but they love singing. So you can teach them a certain, you know,
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Certain exactly, song exactly. And
2: They learn from that song and like slowly but surely, like mm-hmm. they get there over I don't know. Yeah, that's Movies, interesting. they love movies. Yeah. They love like action movies like all normal kids yeah. do. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of times teachers get caught up in like a certain okay. curriculum and a certain yeah. way to teach it and they yeah. forget mm-hmm. to look into what the student's interests are or what yeah. will help them learn best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you
2: find the student's interest, you have like, a gateway. You have
0: though. a gateway. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: right. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you guys again for being willing to talk with us today and sharing your experiences with us. For all you podcast listeners out there, tune in Tune in with us next Tuesday for our new segment on what emergent bilingual programs future educators will use, featuring more of Judson University's education students. Happy Finals Week, everyone! See you next time!